Welcome to Law Light, a quick dose of legal levity as we shine some light on the heartbeat of the legal field. Hello, I'm Melinda Delmonico, CEO of Gibson Arnold and Associates. And today I'm joined by Alicia Dodge, our Senior Managing Director. Our topic today is law firm to in-house navigating the transition. So Alicia, welcome. So, so pleased to be here with you. Welcome, Melinda. Thank you so much for inviting me to this podcast. Um, would love to chat with all of our viewers about you know, navigating this transition. How can they move from a law firm environment to an in-house environment? Um, first kind of let me define what an in-house role is. Um, most people think of the traditional path that an attorney takes when they get out of law school, which is going into a law firm. However, there is a secondary path that most attorneys will um, try to explore, you know, later on in their career, starting third year and above generally, um, which is an in-house setting. This is a corporation that has decided to um, bring attorneys in-house to support their legal needs. Um, so instead of having to outsource everything to a law firm on an individual basis, they will bring in attorneys with specialized knowledge and they will work directly for the corporation and only on those corporation needs. Um, so it's a much more efficient practice where the attorney is only servicing um, one individual and that's the corporation. Um, so that's, that's really you know what we're talking about today is how you can make that transition from a law firm over to an in-house setting. Yeah, and I, you know, it's, it's interesting that you talk about kind of the structure and, and what is an in-house job, because in law, lawyers traditionally in history, the history of law, you had the law firms and corporations were trying to find ways to save money, have dedicated knowledge, and these in-house lawyers serve a brilliant. A brilliant role within the corporation, helping them in the day-to-day business matter. So you're almost talking about legal experts versus business lawyers and lawyers that really understand what a business is going through to make decisions. And as a matter of fact, not only are you our senior managing director, you're our general counsel. That's true. And you mentioned legal expert versus business attorney. And I actually think it's the two combined. Um, So they are taking the legal expert on corporate matters and making that person a business attorney as well. So they take that expertise um, that they have within the corporate realm and they apply it specifically to their business. Um, So that attorney can represent them the most efficient way possible within the organization. Uh, So I think you're really mirroring the two and putting them together, taking the expert in a law firm um, and making them a business attorney for the corporation. Okay, so let's just take the types of folks that we talk to. We, we talk to a number of different lawyers. Sometimes they're new grads, and many times, on many occasions, they're more experienced lawyers in law firms. So when you think about, you think about a career path, if someone wanted to go into a corporate law department and be an in-house lawyer, can you talk a little bit about what is the best time to do that, and what have you seen? What, what would be your your, uh, your thought process around 
moving from either an entry level coming out of law school and going in house or being in a law firm and transitioning? You know, I don't know if there's one set point in time where an attorney can make that transition. Um, generally speaking, it starts sometime around the third year that an attorney is out of law school, generally more around the fourth year um, and up from there. Um, most of the clients are looking for someone with that law firm training. Um, we had just talked about the legal expertise and being also being a business attorney. They like that attorney to come out of law school, get that law firm training um, that's a little bit broader on all of the topics, um, and then make their transition in-house. Um, however, if we're looking for more senior attorneys to fill upper um, in-house roles, those positions, um, our clients generally want to see um, the law firm and in-house experience. So it really depends on the year um, that a corporation is looking for. A junior attorney, they want them to have the law firm background, a more senior position. They want them to have the combination of a law firm and an in-house background before they're making that transition to an in-house environment. Yeah, it's interesting because there are there are a number of lawyers that I find that want to go in-house and I'd love to hear kind of your thought process about that. But before, before we go there, let me just make one other point to what you're saying. With the junior lawyers, I would just say the lawyers right out of law school that want to go in-house, sometimes it's a bit of a daunting task. And I think to your point that, that in-house lawyers are lawyers that have been in law firms that have gone in-house, they feel like the training is really valuable. So... I think one one aspect of that are the the entry lawyers, the new lawyers coming out of law school, maybe doing an internship with the corporation, and then having a mindset of maybe spending a couple of years in a law before law firm before they transition, because there's value in their career path to seeing that. So that would be the one thing that that I would add. Yeah, and you know, I have seen some recent graduates go straight to an in-house environment. Um, it does happen. Um, a lot of them were the interns at the organization, and then they moved into a corporate counsel role. And that is definitely a route that you can go. I would say most clients like to see that two, three, four years of that solid law firm training first, though. And I would recommend getting that training because I think it gives you a broader experience base um, for when you are making that transition. So, Alicia, back to the other part of the question was, why do people want to go in-house? What drives people to want to go into a corporate in-house position from a law firm? I think a lot of people want to make that transition to an in-house position because it goes from representing several clients um, all of the time to representing one client. The main thing that I hear from attorneys is they will help a corporation do a deal within a law firm, but they never really know how the corporation ends up. They don't know were they successful in the end of that transaction um, how the transaction shaped what the company did in the future. And a lot of people like that dual legal and business experience, and they want to know how they're helping a company. They want to know that they're contributing. 
And that's what you get when you move to an in-house environment is you get to see the final product, not just one deal. You closed it, you move on to the next transaction. You get to see, see how that deal shapes the organization and how they move forward in the future with what you've done. So that's the main reason that I see a lot of attorneys who mm-hmm. want to move in-house. And what about, what about lifestyle? And what about people that are thinking that they are wanting a, a better work-life balance? That's a very interesting question. Um, it will depend a lot on the corporation that you're going to. I have a lot of clients that law firm corporate environment is the same type of environment. You are still working a lot of hours and not much is going to change. But I have other organizations where that's something that the corporation prides themselves on is you're no longer working the 2000 billables um, every year or what would be the equivalent. You are working a more balanced schedule. Um, So it really depends on the corporation and what they're looking for. I think that's something that every person needs to delve into if they're thinking of moving to an in-house position. Some will be just like you are working now within the law firm. Others will give you that greater balance. So it really depends on the organization on which balance you're going to get. You know, my comment on this, what I what I experience with our corporate clients, it's funny because I'll go into a corporation, some corporations, you see everyone there, late hours, working intensely, and others, no one's around, you know, at 4.30. <laughs> so I wondered, you know, what is that about? Because what I hear from in-house lawyers, especially since 2008, 2009 timeframe with the, the plummeting of the economy, is that companies were hiring less corporate in-house jobs were a little more lean, I think just to have awareness that if there's a layoff, they don't want to lay off everyone in the law department. They want to be mindful of the numbers that they have within the law department. And and I find that today, most in-house lawyers tell me they work a lot of hours, but they have flexibility on when they work those hours. So they may leave at 4.30, go pick up a kid, go to a baseball game, go to a soccer game, and then they pick up at 7 o'clock at night or 8 o'clock at night after they put their children down or whatever it is that they're doing, and they get back into the fold of work. And they also, being in-house, have the opportunity to give work to outside counsel on, on projects they just don't have time to do. So outside counsel tends to be as much utilized today, even though they have in-house lawyers in a lot of different areas, uh, depending on the corporation and the flow. What would be your take on that? When you see companies utilizing outside counsel versus in-house counsel, when, when does that occur from your perspective? I generally see that occur for specialized projects, maybe projects that are outside a specific legal expertise that someone on someone on the team has very large deals that they want to capitalize, you know, a 20 plus year partner on to help them get the deal structured as they need it. So I agree. I think they still go to outside counsel quite regularly, but I think they pick and choose the matters that they send um, send to outside counsel as opposed with no legal team that have to send everything. I think now they're being more selective on the types of transactions that they have outside counsel help with. 
can you chat a little bit about, so this, this whole idea of going from a law firm to in-house, can you talk a little bit about compensation? I'm just curious about a law firm attorney, because we, we're well aware of salaries in law firms are escalating. <laughs> We've seen first-year associates, what, today? I think it's like 190. That's the biggest challenge that I think some attorneys can have when they're moving from a law firm environment to an in-house environment. Nine times out of 10, a law firm associate is going to take a pay cut um, moving to an in-house environment. In-house positions just unfortunately cannot pay the same salaries um, that they can pay law firm associates. Um, What I tell my candidates, though, is you have to look at the total package. You have to look at the base. You have to look at the bonus potential, the equity potential, 401k, the work-life balance, because all of these factors are going to play in to the reason why the salary is what it is. Um, So I will say most candidates are going to have to take a pay cut going from um, one to the other in this transition. But you have to look at the whole package because with the bonus potential, potential equity in the future, you can, you know, within a few short years, get back to what you would be making within the law firm setting. Yeah, and I think that's a really good point versus do you decide what kind of company do you go to? Is it private or is it public? Because we have placed candidates. I know there's one gentleman in the oil and gas industry that I had a conversation with in the last couple of years that he's been there eight years. And with, when calculating his retirement, he, with the equity that he's received, he's anticipating being a multimillionaire with the equity. Now, granted, the market can change and things shift, but you're right, that can be substantial, right? Not all companies can offer that. And as a matter of fact, lately, I've seen companies, when they're bringing on a new lawyer for not an executive level position, hold off on equity to a certain extent, um, just because of the markets and, and where the company is. So total comp is, is really important. And I guess one other aspect of it is I think when you look at a law firm, where are you in your career? There are partners that I speak with that want to go in-house and the, the the feedback I give them is when you have a robust practice, really think carefully about going in-house because the one thing that we see, especially in the Colorado markets, maybe not necessarily in Houston and other cities like Los Angeles and other places, but in Colorado, we have a minute list of Fortune 500 companies. And so we've placed lawyers, what, four or five times in their career in-house. So when you're, when you're making that transition and you have a book of business, I, I feel like lawyers need to be conscientious about, are they ready to give up that practice? Because it's hard to go back to a law firm without a book of business. What are your thoughts on that? It is. Um, the more established you become within the law firm, you know, over time, those clients are going to have to find new go-to attorneys. If you take yourself out of that equation and you move in-house, it may not be as easy in the future to get those clients back. Now you can definitely develop new clients, but that might take some time. So if you're at that senior level with the book of business, I think you really do have to look at where you want to take your career. What is the next step? And do you make that transition? Because it's not always an easy transition to go back into. It can definitely be done, but it's not as easy as staying in it from the beginning. 
Yeah, and so when we, we think about this transition, what are some other things that people should think about? Because one thing that comes to mind for me when you when you think about a partner in a law firm transitioning, you know, are they going to go to a general counsel position? Are they going to an associate general counsel? What are they wanting to do? Because you you have cultures, you have teams. So what other what other advice would you give to be thinking through um, th- this transition? For most candidates, I have to tell them, where do you want your career to take you? Um, you have Fortune 500 companies that you can apply to. You have startups. You have large legal departments. You have small legal departments. I think you have to factor in all of these into the equation. You know, Fortune 500, you're going to be one on a team of several. A startup, you might be their first attorney. You might be their second attorney. You're going to get a lot more varied work at a startup where you're one or two, where you're handling employment matters, you're handling corporate matters, litigation matters. Fortune 500 company, you might be their M&A attorney. Um, where, where do you want your career to go um, is the big thing that I think you have to look into when you're deciding to make that transition. And then I think you have your career head in that direction. Most who are coming in at the third, fourth, fifth year are going to go in as a corporate counsel, maybe a senior corporate counsel, and then they're going to work their way up the ladder. If you're going in, you know, seventh year, eighth year, ninth year, I think you need to look at the senior corporate counsel title, maybe an AGC, whether it's an associate general counsel, assistant general counsel level. If you're the partner with the book of business, maybe you're going in as the deputy general counsel. Maybe you're the first GC for the organization. So I think it really depends on the timing of when that attorney is making a move. So Alicia, if I'm if I'm a lawyer in a law firm and I'm thinking about making this transition, what is the best way to connect with Gibson Arnold around this and, and, and the, our process and, and helping these folks? The best thing is to reach out to me. I handle all of our in-house openings here within Gibson Arnold and Associates. I can chat with you to figure out what your practice areas are, what you enjoy, what industries have you worked in? What industries do you want to stay within? What industries do you want to avoid? So the best option would be to reach out to me. You can get my contact information off of our website. I would love to have that initial conversation with you and see how I can help you um, with this transition, whether it's placing you with one of my clients, helping you through the process if you're already talking with someone else, I can take a look at your resume. I can give you statistics about what salaries might be here in the market. I'm happy to help in any way that I can, but that would be the first step. Okay. Yeah, and I think that it's really helpful. It's great that that you're able to provide sage advice to these lawyers that are wanting to make that transition because it can be a daunting task to take a search and move your career in a totally different direction. And a law firm practice is very different from going into a corporate practice. And we talked about some of the, the benefits of that and why people want to make a change. And I would say the, the other aspect that, that someone needs to think about when they're making this transition is looking at the long-term career like 10 years out because you want to stay with your jobs. You don't want to move around. You need to be thoughtful about culture. You need to be thoughtful about what's important for you, what's important for your family in making this transition. And then begin that process. And we're here to help with that process. Exactly. Reach out to me. I can hopefully help 
put you on the right path to making that transition. Put the thoughts in your mind about what you need to think about in order to make that move and just help you all that I can with that next in-house role. Okay, Felicia, thank you so much. It's such a pleasure talking with you about this. And I look forward to future opportunities in our discussions. Terrific. Thank you, Melinda, so much. We have found our way. It's a brand new day. And we'll be making history. Your voice 